Welcome to the Milestone Church Podcast. We're excited for you to join us for our series entitled Discover Your Design. We believe that God gives every one of us unique gifts, and if we discover what they are and how we can use them to serve others, it can bring incredible fulfillment to our lives. Enjoy this week's message. I want to welcome you to the first week of our new series entitled Discover Your Design. If you're watching this, then you're a part of our online campus. You're a part of those people who are still participating online, maybe because you're not ready to gather. We are meeting in person at all of our locations this weekend, but uh, maybe you're like Eugene and Tammy who sent me a letter They were very encouraging. They were thankful for the messages and all that's happening at Milestone Church in this recent season. And they said that we're praying for you and we're excited. But Tammy serves at a local facility, a care facility. And due to being able to protect her patients, then she just said, we need a little bit more time. So I'm thinking about you, Eugene and Tammy. And I'm thinking about all of you who maybe are not quite ready to gather in person, but there's a second group of you that maybe this is the environment where you have connected. Maybe during this recent season, you've joined us online. Well, throughout this time, you're gonna hear from our online campus team who are ready to serve you, who are ready to help you take your next step. See, I know a lot of times when you're online, you think, I need to maintain my anonymity. But the only problem with being anonymous is that you can't get the help that you need and you can't grow. So I just want to encourage you to take a a step. You know, we like to say we're a spiritual family taking next steps. And we have an environment especially designed for you called Next Steps Live. And you're going to hear more about that. But I would love for you to do me a personal favor, and it'll be something that'll help you grow spiritually, and that is to take that Next Steps Live class where we will help you begin to discover some things about what God desires for you and discover what your design is, in fact, as we're talking about that. I am celebrating the fact that we are able to gather uh, this weekend, and I'm glad that you're in that place where you are to be able to receive God's word today. I'm going to ask you as we start this first week of our message series to turn with me in your Bibles to Romans chapter 12. We're going to look at verse 3. We're talking about in this series, how do we discover our design? How do we begin to recognize who God's called us to be? How do we begin to recognize our purpose, our gifts? We're gonna talk a lot about those gifts that God's put inside of us. We're gonna talk about what are some of the barriers that keep us from walking out everything that God has planned for our lives and deposited in our lives and and what, what can help us overcome some of those barriers. I was thinking about it. I've been praying about this series. In fact, it really fits with uh, really how I'm motivated. It it fits with my design. And that is I love to see people begin to come into that place where they recognize how God's designed them, how God's created them, and begin to use their gifts and talents and and begin to see a, a flourishing begin to happen in their spiritual life and in all aspects of their life. I began to think about it. It's kind of like we see these stories 
of where there's a whale or there's some type of marine life, but specifically some of these where maybe a whale is beached. And, and, and I saw a story recently where it took like a couple of days. It took a long time. And if you ever watch some of those documentaries, you're just thinking, what I, what I want, I mean, you just have this anticipation to where they're working and they're, they're, they're there and they're urging and they're doing all they can in that moment where that whale then hits that water and you begin to see the beauty of how it's designed. Now, I know a whale is a mammal, so the illustration breaks down, but it makes you think of when you're not operating in the design and the purpose and the gifts that God has for you, you're like a fish out of water still a fish, but not flourishing in the design that you're called. So the greatest day I believe in your life is not just learning that you have a purpose, that you have giftings, it's when you discover what those gifts actually are and begin to use them for the kingdom of God. So over the next few weeks together, we're gonna dig in God's word, we're gonna dig in the Bible, because the Bible has a lot to say about this, and we're gonna begin to dig a little deeper into our own lives, And we're gonna find out how this really works. Because at face value, you may see someone who's doing something, but find out that they may just be doing that, but yet they're very unfulfilled because they're not walking in what God's called them to do. They're not walking in their gifts and their talents. This week I came in after some time at the church. Our staff now is, is in full operation, so it's been a lot going on. I come in to the house and I'm just, just kind of you know looking for a snack and lo and behold, there's cookie sheets all over our kitchen. And I'm thinking, man, I've hit the jackpot. And my, my, my youngest, Lainey Kate, she and her friend, our neighbor, Ashley, they'd been cooking. And man, I smell this great aroma and I'm thinking, man, What I need after a big day at the church with all the challenges and COVID and everything going on in our world, I need me a big old treat. I need me a cookie, you know? And I thought, man, I've hit the jackpot because every, it's like, I think there were like 160 treats I found out later. So I just strolled over to one of those recent warm batches and grabbed one of those beautiful treats. And I thought, man, this looks good. And I got ready to eat it and Lainey and her friend said, no, don't do it. I said, why? They said, those are doggy treats. They had been cooking all day for Kingston, our dog, and for Ashley's dogs. So the dogs had 200 treats and the pastor has no cookie to eat. So we're gonna try to go beyond just the surface picture of what we think something is by the surface level design in our lives and we're gonna dig a little bit deeper. So we need to start with what does the Bible say? What's the biblical pattern for how you start to discover your design? Well, the first thing we need to understand is that we're all created by God, for God, we're created in the image of God. We're designed by God. And so the book of Genesis says that we're not just a happenstance. We didn't just show up. No matter where we come from, no matter what our background is, if you're a human being, you have value by the handiwork of Almighty God. You're not an accident. You're not what someone else says you are. You're designed by God. You're born in his image. And yet we see all the way through the Bible how there's all these different characters from Abraham to Isaac to Ruth to Naomi to Elijah to Elisha to Moses 
They're all from different places, different backgrounds, different circumstances, different giftings, different personalities, yet used in the story of God. Psalm 139, in fact, says we are fearfully, we are wonderfully, we are made by God. And the book of Joel prophesies a day that we celebrated last week, that we celebrated Pentecost Sunday, where he said that the Spirit of God would be poured out on all flesh, all, every single person. You see, the early biblical times, there was different people in different places who had access to different things based on race, based on gender, based on proximity, based on social class. And, and, and this prophecy from Joel that is fulfilled in Acts chapter two says, I'm gonna pour out my spirit on all flesh. We know Jesus ultimately the greatest gift that comes to us, Jesus Christ comes and begins to model for us how to please the Father with our lives, and then we come to a place like in the book of Romans where the apostle Paul begins to talk to us about what God has to say, what, what, what we do in regards to our gifts. The book of Romans, a, a rich book in the Bible. It's exhaustive, and the reason it's so exhaustive is Paul used it in place of a personal visit. He had a heart for these, these people, and again, they're living in this relational atmosphere, this community of faith, and he has a heart for them, he wants to visit them, but he's unable to, so he writes this exhaustive letter, and so we know in the early part of Romans, we get this understanding of the love of God, we get the understanding of the desire God has to come and save us in our sinful place, how we can be justified. You see in places like Romans eight, where there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, and how we can't be separated from his love, but the interesting thing about Romans 12, is there's a shift. And Paul now begins to say, because of all of this powerful understanding of how God's loved us and who we are in Jesus, now here's your personal responsibility and what you now do with this great message and life of Jesus that you've experienced. And so he begins to talk to them about how they live and in verse three, he speaks to how we discover our design the atmosphere from where that happens, the things we need to know about it. Romans chapter 12, verse three says, for by the grace given to me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment. By the way, every person listening to me, in the times we're living in, we should all read this whole chapter before we get too interactive or we get too involved in posting. I mean, it has a lot to say about what is good, what is evil, about preferring one another, about honoring one another, about loving one another. But one thing we could use a little bit of in our world today, sober judgment. He says, look, don't think too highly of yourself, but have this sober judgment, this, this accurate understanding of yourself because we have an ability to miss it when it comes to that. He says, in accordance with the faith God has dis distributed to each of you, for just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not have all the same functions, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different 
gifts. Let me, let me, let me help all of us. There are people different than you. If you've been married longer than two weeks, you figure this out very quick. You probably married someone very different than you. My wife likes it hot, I like it cold. She likes the beach, I like the mountains. We're different, but when you've been married 25 years like we have, over time, you like a lot of the same things, you respect the differences between one another, and when you get old enough, you actually look alike. I don't know if that's gonna happen for us, but there is something about how God uses us when we respect the fact that we all have different designs. We're gonna learn that in this series about how when you discover your design and you understand that we're all one body and we're one family and we're all different, it actually helps you relationally because you understand there's different expressions. It says though, the way you do this is according to the grace given to each of us. Man, I'm gonna tell you, when you recognize the grace that God has given you, that gives you the ability to give grace to other people. Here's what we're gonna learn over the next few weeks and what I see in this chapter in the Bible, and that is you are designed with gifts from God. You're designed with a, with a purpose, with a masterful, intentional design, a, a calling, if you will. That's not just for people who have a professional ministry assignment. You've been given those gifts from God but here's the good news. Not only have you been given them, you can discover what they actually are and you can begin to deploy them for the kingdom of God. Now I wanna give us a little backdrop because I always like to think, in my own life, I like to think, what would I have told myself 20 years ago? If I could have had coffee with myself, here's something that I would have told myself and that's this, that I was real excited about learning about my gifts. I was real excited about honing my gifts and honing my talents and getting better at my gift and all of that, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I do wanna say the difference in studying your gifts, studying your strengths, studying your personality types, looking at all these things that we love to look at today, all of that can be valuable, but when you study about it, in the context of the church, in the context of scripture, your only focus is not just your gifts. I like to say it this way, the gifts God has given you, those are irrevocable, those gifts are there to be discovered and it's very powerful, but they're not a sign of spiritual maturity. The fruit of the spirit, not the gifts of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit is the sign of spiritual maturity. Because you've honed your gift and you love using your gift doesn't necessarily mean that you're fully cooperating with God's plan for your life. Because in my life, the thing I'm most excited about is not how much better I've become at my gifts of preaching and leadership and influencing others. You know what I'm most excited about in my life today is who, who I've become and who I'm becoming. God cares more about who you're becoming than what you do how you treat people, how much kindness is in your life, how much you're willing to make sacrificial decisions for others and love others, how you can have a humble posture even when you're mistreated, whatever it may be, who, who are you really? 
And so I would tell a young version of myself, work on your gifts, learn about your gifts, but also grow in the character and the nature of God along the way because that combination is a very powerful thing. It's not just what we're doing for Jesus, it's who we're becoming in Jesus. So let's do this this first week in this introductory understanding. Let's ask this question though, what's, what's happening What's going on as we discover our design? What, what, what's, how does this work? Can you, we're just gonna start unpacking it and we're gonna look at several aspects over the next few weeks. We're gonna actually look at some of the gifts. We're gonna look at some of how God wires us. We're gonna look at some of the barriers. But I think this first week, we need to kind of set a template a little bit. We need to take that Romans passage and we need to start asking ourselves. Why is it so common that a lot of people haven't discovered their design? They don't know what their gifts are. A lot of people are not using those gifts, so let's just lay a foundation. Here, here's the first thing. When you discover your gift, you'll also find your kingdom motivation. Well, let me tell you what I mean by that, okay? There, there's a gap between what God's called us to, and by the way, Jesus's agenda in the earth, that's why I call it a kingdom motivation. We're all created by God, but there's a purpose to it. There's a kingdom agenda. There's a, there's a God's desire at work here, okay? Again, I appreciate the, the gifts test, and I appreciate the learning, and I appreciate everything we have. Don't, don't hear what I'm not saying. But the early church didn't have gifts assessments. But they did have a kingdom mission. They had a clear target. They understood they had a part to play in Jesus' plan. And again, one of the biggest misnomers is a lot of people think that's for people who have that as a profession. No, I want you to hear me and hear me well. Every single person listening to me, you have a calling in God. You have a purpose in God. You have a plan. You have something he's designed you for, and it all lines up with his kingdom mission in the earth. So you say, okay, well, if that's the case and that's a reality, it just said to us in Romans 12, there's a distribution of God's grace. There's a distribution of God's faith. And if that's the truth then, then why are not more people involved in it? Why are more people not walking in it? Why? Well, because you need the motivation to actually do it. See, we do what we want to. We do what we're motivated toward. And so you say, okay, now how do you get the motivation? Well, you get the motivation when you begin to discover and begin to understand these gifts that God has put inside of you, this purpose for which why you're on the planet. I understand you may not always have the perfect job, you may not have the perfect situation, but when you have this general understanding, I know who I am, I know who I'm designed by, I know what I'm designed for in God's kingdom, guess what? You have a motivation that'll keep you through thick and thin headed toward that kingdom agenda. It's real frustrating to feel like you, you have something, but you don't really know how it works and how it begins to be developed. So let's, let's keep going, okay? Number two, your, your gift is molded in the body. It's molded in the church. It's shaped as we walk together. That's what Romans 12 just said to us. It, it's developed as you get going, as you, as you start using it, 
Because I want to tell you that there's a lot of barriers that can stop you from exploring what your gift is or using your gift. You can have hurt, relational challenges that can come your way. We can have a lack of confidence in our lives because of maybe sin patterns or condemnation. We can have limitations that we put on ourselves based on personalities. We can think there's limitations of opportunities, but there's a principle that we see at play here in Romans chapter 12, and that is this, that when I recognize that I'm a part of his body, that he's distributed grace to me, that faith that he's put in my life should activate me to take the next step that I know that is in front of me. I like to say it this way, you grow as you go. You don't grow in a stagnant place, okay? You never, you're never too old to start growing, you're never too young. I preached my first message at 16 years old and we have students this week that we're doing Elevate by Elevate that we're preaching to their peers. And the reason that we activate the next generation and we get them going in their giftings and we get them started is because we don't believe that you all of a sudden arrive at some mental place where you have enough information that you actually start getting going in your gift. You actually get started. The body begins to, there's a molding that happens. There's a recognition as you get started, as you start using it. And I wanna tell you too, 11, 12 weeks here in our church of quarantine has not changed God's mind about your gift. You still have a gift. You still have a plan. And by the way, for us to get to the place of health that we need to be, we've got to get outside of ourselves a little bit and begin to offer the gift, the grace to other people in our lives. It's what brings us health as we give it away. Here's the final thing. Your gift is multiplied through relationships. Re relationships specifically in the church, when you get connected to his family, to his body, what happens is this gift that starts honing in you, then it is distributed, it's multiplied, and that happens through his church, through his body. If you make your gift all about you, if you make it all about just what I can become or who I, you'll be very dissatisfied because this chapter in Romans 12 says that there's a fulfillment in understanding we're part of this larger relational picture called his church. When you use your gift to serve others through his church, the impact is massive. And that's why it can be so challenging sometimes to engage in that type of environment, to overcome offenses, to overcome hurts, to overcome challenge, to step out of the shadows, the anonymity. It's okay a little bit. Again, so, so many of you online, you know, you're looking in, it's okay. My wife, before we go somewhere, she kind of likes, wants to feel it out online. But to really grow and for your gift to be multiplied, you have to start even online taking some steps to say, how am I gonna get connected because your gift is multiplied when you're getting connected to relationships and to other people along the way. I heard a story recently that's very, very powerful about a lady named Sarah in our church. I'm talking about multiplication here, a very powerful thing. Sarah, she is a volunteer. She's not a paid staff. She came to Milestone. She jumped into our growth track. 
She has an administrative gift. By the way, one of the things I think that stops so many people from offering their gift is that they're not connected. There's no one around them saying, you know what, that's so valuable. And did you know a lot of times we can despise the very gift God's put on the inside of us if we're not around an environment where it can be multiplied and used. Well, she has this strong administrative gift. Talk about a very valuable gift that is so undervalued, but so needed. And so here's this person who has this administrative gift could say, well, I'm not, I'm not called to be on the platform, so I guess there's no use for me. So, so maybe like the professional people take care of this. No, she started serving. She got involved in different areas. She started helping our connections team and she started helping with some data entry in our check-in team. And when the COVID-19 crisis hit and we started pastoring people virtually and literally tens of thousands of text messages and responses and online messages that we began to receive and doing pastoral care via technology, there was Sarah who had begun to hone her gift. That gift had begun to be recognized and she has in a, she's in a place in her life where she has some time to offer and she jumped in with a gift for spreadsheets and systems. One of our staff members, in fact, who's very gifted, had the system of how we can serve people because we're, we're, we're trying to you know, help people and it, it's pretty good. And, and Sarah, who's not a paid staff member said, I think I could make that better. Did you know Sarah, someone maybe many of you may never know, Sarah steps up as a volunteer in a time of crisis and I cannot tell you the tens of thousands of people who have been touched because Sarah's willingness to offer her gift, but it all started by her getting molded, her going on a discovery process, and then her recognizing how God could multiply it through those relationships. Can I, can I be very honest with you today? Can I, can I say something to you as a pastor? The enemy wants to attack you at the place of your gift. If you're an encourager, Oh, be rest assured, especially in times like where we are today where we need encouragers. You know what the enemy wants to do? Get you discouraged because there's so many people that you can touch. If you're good at influencing others and helping others, look, the enemy wants to get you jaded, get you to give up on people, get you to come to a place where you just start burying that gift and you don't keep letting faith cause you to offer that gift that God has for you. Hone that gift. Let God's character be shaped on the inside of you. If you have the ability, we're gonna learn this in this series, to help other people understand truth. Do you know what the enemy's gonna do? He's gonna get you kind of isolated in a place where you think no one else understands you, remove you relationally from the very environments where you can offer truth. Did you know there are a lot of people who have a lot of great truth? They just are so relationally jaded by the enemy's tactics, they don't have any environment to offer that truth because no one wants to listen to what they have to say. Don't let it happen. Don't let the enemy come in to discourage you, to make you bitter, to hurt you so that you can't let your gift, let the grace of God, that gift that he's poured into your life be poured out in the lives of others. And by the way, let me say it again. Don't expect everyone else 
totally understands your gift, has the gift you have, or thinks like you. We need each other along the way, and that's how God shapes us. I'm so thankful for story after story, because one of our desires, we have in our grow track something called 201, where we help people find their gift. And for all of you online, we're gonna start here with this Next Steps class that we're gonna help you get going, Next Steps Live. And then we're just gonna try to help offer ways for you to start growing. But T.D. and Shelley, recently we told the story of an 80-year-old woman in a very difficult place, in a very challenging place with very little help. T.D. and Shelley, they came into our church a few years ago. They're actually friends of mine. And our team told their story and it just, I just lit up because these are just the kind of awesome, sincere, precious people that make up our family here at Milestone. And T.D. and Shelly, did you know they started using their gift before they became members of Milestone Church. We were having Serve Day like we're going to have here coming up. And by the way, to all of you online, we have some virtual serving opportunities that we're going to start telling you about. Our team's going to offer them. So you, even if you're still in a place where you can't meet physically, we're going to give you some virtual serving opportunities uh, that our missions team is putting together. But we were having Serve Day and um, their, their children go to church here. And so they came and, and TD has some construction ability and Shelly's kind of a go-getter and organized some stuff. And they had done this by remodeling houses and other things. So they took on when we helped remodel an entire house uh, for a single mom and served them, they took it on and began to help with us. They were such lifesavers. And again, they weren't even part of our church. Over time, they've just continued to use their gift from ushering to serving to to showing up to help people in multiple different ways behind the scenes. And uh, we have a skilled projects team that helps, again, we help with code violations and help serve people. And uh, recently they had just a cool story uh, of serving an 80-year-old lady who needed a lot of, of help there and they, they did some great projects for her and, and we've sent out that video. And so uh, such an exciting thing. But here's the thing I love, they're still taking steps. And they shared with our missions director recently, we wanna help take over the leadership of helping and organizing and building our entire skilled projects team. And here's some people that are at a place of retirement in life. And they could easily just fade off into the sunset in the same way you're never too young to use your gift, you're also never in a place where God says, you know what, you've kind of done your time, you're kind of done, you're not, you're not really useful. They could easily just drift off into self-absorption and just, just live on vacation. But they're saying, you know what? Even in our latter years, we wanna offer our ability to serve others and to help people and use our gifts. Here, here's what I wanna say to you. Throughout this series, we're gonna start working and discovering and learning and looking at how God's made us, every single person, valuable, designed by God, and called according to his purpose. God wants you to know what that is, and God wants you to not be a fish out of water. He wants to get you in a place where when you hit that water, you begin to swim and live and be who he's designed for you to be by his grace. I wanna pray with you right now, and I believe there's some of you who go, 
I, I didn't know I was made by God. I didn't know I was designed by God. And you said Jesus is this great gift. Why is Jesus a great gift? Well, I think about the story of Jesus with Peter. For some of you, you're saying, oh, what's my purpose? What's my... Peter didn't really know who he was until Jesus came along and they had this encounter where he asked Peter, who, who do people say that I am? And Peter said, you're the Christ. You're the son of the living God. And he said, and you're Peter. See, until you know who Jesus is, you'll never know who you are. And Jesus, through a relationship with him, would shape Peter over time and do amazing things in his life. Your first step, if you're like, I've tried a lot of things in life, but I still don't know what real life is all about, Jesus said, life is found in me. He told Peter, here's who you are. And by receiving Jesus, you'll begin to understand really who you are, who you are outside of a relationship with him, and begin to understand where true life is, is finding that calling and purpose, but it can only happen by a first step to say, without you, Jesus, I'm headed toward hopelessness, I'm headed toward death. And so right where you are, you can simply start the process by praying the prayer to receive Jesus. So I'm gonna ask you to pray it right there online with me and just say, Jesus, I want you to come into my life. I believe you died for me, you rose from the dead, you're alive today, I want you to become my Lord and Savior. And if you prayed that simple prayer with me, Jesus comes in and you can now have a relationship with him. Maybe there's some of you though that are still questioning and you're like, I still have some questions I don't know. Either way, if you prayed with me or you have questions, you can simply text, meet Jesus to the number on the screen. And I have a team of people ready. We have resources for you. If you prayed with me to receive Jesus, a book I wrote called Closer, where we can help you get started on understanding what it means to walk with Jesus. But, but second of all, I wanna pray. Some of you, what I'm saying, you're at a place maybe where you're, you're just like, I'm, I'm frustrated with my job. You're at a place where you feel like, man, there's some things that I feel like God's called me to that have been delayed. There's others of you out there that are saying, you know what, I wanna discover my gifts. I wanna know what I'm called to. I wanna know what my design is. And I know when I talk about it, it like, it's like, okay, that's biblical, that makes sense but you're just kind of stuck. And I wanna pray for you over the next few weeks, okay? Look, look, you can't mess it up. Don't get overly anxious. Just, just again, just kind of keep taking steps. But I do believe the starting place to walking in your purpose and calling is to just simply say to Jesus, I wanna know, I'm willing. Did you know willingness is championed in the Bible way more than skill, way more than knowledge? way more than talent, willingness. So let me pray for you. Father, I pray right now for every person listening to me. Lord, you have designed them, you have made them, you have created them for a purpose and you've put unique gifts. Lord, I pray you would just settle them, settle their spirit. Lord, we can trust you to lead us. But I pray, Lord, for every person listening that there would just simply be a willingness. Maybe just right where you are as a posture, you might just open up your hands just right there and just say, Jesus, I surrender. I'm not grasping or gripping anything in my life. I give all my gifts, my life, my purpose and design and desire, I just surrender it all to you. And here I am, I'm willing. And Lord Jesus, I know where there's willing hearts, you're gonna step in and you're gonna shape them, you're gonna direct them, you're gonna grow them. And so we look forward to this journey the next few weeks 
where we all discover at a greater level who you've created us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. If there's anything we can do to help you in your walk with Jesus, please don't hesitate to reach out by texting us at 817-406-7470. Our team would love to pray with you and help any way that we can. If you found this podcast helpful, leave a review on the podcast app or your favorite podcast platform. We hope you have a great week.